the uh it's another time when we don't have a guest. Yeah. Can my beard be the guest? Absolutely. My it's aspire- always welcome. My aspiring beard. Can mine also be another guest? We have two guests today. Today our guests are our aspiring beards. Um they've been in the beard business for I think I maybe three weeks for me, four weeks. Yeah. I'm similar. About the same, yeah. So you look trimmed, shorn. Uh huh. I'm at that I'm at the point where I always give up. This is a point where I'm like, oh, I look weird. It's not thick enough. It's not full enough. I give up right have, here. Have you tried just uh, cutting it down at this length? That's what I usually do. But like um, to like a two or three I, guard? I, that's what I'm saying. That that's to me is giving up. Not giving oh, up. No. It's giving up on the on the, the vast beard growth. I want to see how, far, how what can happen. Can I get, can I get yeah. to Shay's status? You know, can I go there? You want to believe any man can, but... This is I where I get scared. This is where I get scared. Yeah, I'm trying to grow a forest, and all I see are like little kind of bushes growing. Yeah, and I don't want a bush forest. Specklings of spruces, little speckles. Yeah. Anyway, our guests today are our beards. Welcome to the Nice Peter Podcast. It's intro music for the Nice Peter Podcast. I invited Lloyd to be the guest today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I should have talked to you about it. I'm sorry I didn't, but he's in Canada. Still in Canada? Yeah, I was surprised as well. I thought he was coming back on Monday. I thought he was too. I I don't know. It's it's an interesting time for you. I usually know what Lloyd is doing at twenty minute intervals. Like I, I I'm like I think Lloyd's hungry. He should I, Lloyd should get some food to sort of be. I've been apart from him from that at least daily mm-hmm. sort of feeding cycle. Yeah. For for a while now, so it is. It's interesting. I, he's in another country. You know, I happen to know where Lloyd is every time because he somehow merged his google calendar with mine in some weird way that's so weird and so like when he has like a tax appointment <laughs> <laughs> i see it on my google calendar and i go oh, i gotta i gotta let lloyd know about but i don't want to bother him either because it's like sure it's like one of those weird things like i don't even know where it's coming from honestly so it's so like you i know don't, all of lloyd's appointments yeah there's not a lot i know when he's having dinner with someone i know when he's having uh a tax appointment and that's amazing what an interesting peak. i don't get notifications though you okay know? you have and to go I, look yes and it's also not on my phone. It's only on my iCal, okay. on my my laptop computer. But I don't know. I don't know how I ended up there. Okay. And I, and I keep on meaning to say something, but like no, keep that. I just, that's I just good. keep on forgetting that's about like it. That's like having a neighbor who kind of you know their their windows bathroom are open windows the just enough. Yeah. yeah, it's just you don't want to tell them. Just just you know, be respectful. Don't don't look a lot. Don't take any pictures, but, you know, see what kind of appointments he's up to. You got to... How'd your dinner with Steve last night? <laughs> that could be creepy. Don't ever tell him you know about his calendar. Just be like, oh, man, last night I had this dream that I had a tax appointment at 4.30 p.m. And he'll be like, what? I had a tax appointment. Yeah, just, just messing with him a little bit. So I, I did invite Lloyd to be the guest today. Like as I said, he's in Canada. Um, I don't know if it's... I, I don't know. I've been, I've been watching podcasts, listening to podcasts, hearing mm-hmm. podcasts. I think guests are cool, but I don't want to. I don't want to shift the focus from from you out there, us in here. Yeah, I want I want guests that that join the focus. Absolutely, I think it's very possible. It's very possible. I'm excited at the uh, the possibility of getting call in guests. Yeah, there was a so there's a forum out there. There's a forum out there called the erboh.com. Oh yes, and that's one of the first like way back in the day. That was the first rap battles fan website that happened 
Mm-hmm. As before, there's the ERB wiki, great people, wonderful people. Yes. But before the ERB wiki ever existed, as far as I know, there was the ERBOH forum. And I know that because they bought ERBOH.com when we were looking to buy <laughs> ERBOH.com. I remember that. Yeah. And, but they have a great active community. And uh, like a long time ago before, you know, that was an interesting. To, to, the first time I looked out into the internet and saw other people talking about our work on a website that I, I didn't make. I was like, what is this? This yeah. is new. And um, so I thought about, they, somebody posted a video that was like a, a little hello and they, they gave us some congratulations and offered some input and stuff. And their input is valuable. They, they've seen every frame. Absolutely. And I, I thought about wanting to be like, hey man, you want to be the guest on our next podcast? And, and doing a call in like that. So instead of reaching out to like famous people, yeah, reaching, I don't want to say down, <laughs> that's not what I mean, but reaching out to people who are just a part Lateral. Of, of this journey, reaching horizontally yeah. to people who have a totally different perspective yeah, and, and seeing what's interesting about them because they like my videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I can imagine the cacophony. Of like who you could get onto like a party line per se. I'd be incredible, and and just hear what they have to say, answer and, some questions. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's it's been my I think uh, an asset to to me as things grow and making videos and making bigger things that I just I'm so fascinated by the one person, mm-hmm. the idea of being able to call one person out there, and be like, "Hi, uh, you're the guest on the Nice Peter podcast today," <laughs> and seeing how that goes, it, instead of instead of focusing on like. You know, could we get some big actor to be our guest so everyone would enjoy it? I'm so fascinated by, wouldn't it blow this person's day open if they were just unexpectedly the guest on the Nice Peter podcast? Yeah. Or something. That's a great concept, man. I haven't seen anyone else do it, and it makes, like, a lot of sense, and no one's tried it yet. I love that stuff. It's been, I've never been able to detach from the first realization that I had about YouTube was was that that these are individuals. Mm -hmm. These are people. Every one of these screen names, it's not a bunch of letters and stuff. That's a person. Yeah. That person has passions, hobbies. They're watching this video. They're sitting in a chair. They're looking at some, you know, and that, that's been hard for me. I've never, you know, a lot of people when they make videos, they say like, hey guys, mm-hmm. I've never felt comfortable saying that. Anytime I've said it, it's always strange it, and it, it feels fake or something. Something. Yeah. To me, it's always, it's one person. It's one yeah. lens that's connected to one set of eyeballs, two eyeballs. Maybe I'm talking to the eyeballs. Hello, both of you. I like knowing that uh, the video doesn't exist unless someone else watches it. So if it's not being played, it doesn't really exist. It doesn't exist until someone else is watching it. That's so true. you can always count on when it's... It has to exist somewhere. So when you're always referring or talking to someone, that has to happen or else n- nothing's happening. Unless it's being stored in the cloud somewhere and it doesn't matter. It's just a piece of digital garbage. But once you open it, it's there and that connection's actually opening it. That's a real thing that's happening. To acknowledge that moment. Yeah. It'd be like opening a, a, it'd be like opening a time capsule. Mm-hmm. If there wasn't like some sort of note in there, it's just a bunch of garbage buried underground. Yes, <laughs> you know, like without that intention some of shoes. Yeah, without that intention of like, hey, you know, we're saving this for you to open two hundred years later. Yeah, it's just a bunch of trash in a box. Yeah, that's the difference. So yeah, there's a lot of digital trash out there. Yeah. But you can think of it as trash, but even think about the trashiest thing you've come up across in the in the deep parts of YouTube. You shouldn't say that, because oh. <laughs> my brain starts thinking about some real bad stuff, man. I've come pretty deep into YouTube. Oh, gosh. And when you find it, I still think about the same thing, about I'm having this conversation 
with this person. Like this person made this yeah. for me. Yeah. We're, we're connecting right sure. now and then it goes away, but it, you know, didn't exist before and then it exists. And that connection was made. I, I, yeah. I guess I'm saying what I'm trying to say. I've seen some things on YouTube that make me question. Does anyone realize that someone else is going to see this? <laughs> like, you know, like I, it's amazing. It's am- It's inspiring. Honestly, I've seen some stuff that's so weird that it's, it, it like, gives me strength in a way. It's <laughs> Absolutely. Just like, because like, I, I see this person so weird and so vulnerable. I'm like, I love this dude. Yes. I love his weird, like, yes. neck beard, you know? It makes me feel so much better about my, my attempt at a beard to be like, this guy don't give zero, zero Fs. Yeah. Am I dropping F-bombs on this one? I'm, I'm still the Fs have, are fun. We'll work up to it. All right. We'll add a I'm, letter. I still have this constant debate of... Uh, what sort of language to use here on the podcast? I don't know. As I've said before on the Monday show, I, I try to keep it. I think it's okay. You don't think you don't you don't swear way. if you want to, if you really need to. The fact is, you didn't really have to. You didn't need. I to. I didn't have to. Yeah. Zero Fs. Yeah. But that sta- felt good. It did feel funny. Fine. 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 I don't on know. stage, though. On stage, it's a big thing. And on yeah. stage, I look out and I see that everybody's like eighteen or nineteen or at least sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think what happened is early making YouTube videos. Uh, you know, I got a. One of my first big breaks on YouTube was was from Shea, mm-hmm. was from Shea Carl. So, you know, there were a lot of younger people, yeah. all, all, like sent me letters, like written in crayon and stuff. And that, I was like, whoa, I didn't expect this. I used to make like kind of aggro videos, yeah, aggro songs and stuff. And then when I got my first like crayon written nine-year-old letter, maybe even younger, I got some like, like backwards ease, yeah. you know? That's adorable. It's adorable. Yeah. But when, when someone says... You know, I love your videos with a backwards E in crayon. Yeah. It makes it hard to drop F-bombs. Absolutely. It's like being at a little kid's birthday party. Yeah. Or it's like being at an adult's birthday party and their little kids are there. Yeah. I, you can have a conversation with an adult. If there's a little kid around, you're probably not going to no. drop the Fs. You hear those sirens? Is that coming through the microphones? It might or might not. There are sirens. I think we're safe in here, though. Oh, I think not, we're safe. Not worried for my safety. Yeah. It is an interesting thing here, living in Los Angeles. Everyone's mind you hear a police helicopter. Oh, and you all can, the time. You can look up and see it, and your life—you're in Grand Theft Auto for a moment. You're just like, there's. It's on your street. They're looking for an active criminal. Yeah. On your street. That's what Liam, our friend Liam, was visiting from England yeah. and uh, staying in my living room for a bit. Yeah. And he one night, r- <laughs> windows shaking right over our, our apartment. Helicopter he, he's like, like, I was like, in Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. And that's not how he sounds at all. I'm so sorry, that, that Liam. Was, but... that, you just insulted an entire nation. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Holy crap. My bad. No, it's okay. English accents are hard. Playing Doctor Who was, was playing the Doctor. Was, I was really nervous. Yeah, I would be too. British accent. It's why... Um, Could have fooled me, though. It's why I've always resisted Harry Potter. It's one of the reasons I've always resisted Harry Potter in a rap battle. Because it wouldn't be Lloyd. But I do want to draw that thunderbolt <laughs> on his that forehead. Lightning bolt on his forehead. Yeah. I mean, Lloyd would be that. Lloyd has a way of pulling off anything. Like yeah. you can put him in anything, and it's just funny. There's just something. Yeah. In it. He's so malleable. honest, malleable, yeah. malleable, but also just like he's. You know, <laughs> Lloyd is like a Mister Potato Head doll. <laughs> Like if you pop one of the lipstick lips on him, he's a woman. Still p- same potatoey head, you know. <laughs> you pop the glasses on him, he's a professor. Lloyd's a Mr. Potato Head. I'm I'm not, you know. I, I don't have the potato head thing. I've I've really got to morph a little bit. You're a bit of a sweet potato. I'm a su- thanks, buddy. Thanks. You're a sweet potato too. 
Uh, so if it came down to playing to bringing Harry Potter in a rap battle, Lloyd would, you know, the obvious combination out there is Harry Potter versus Harry Houdini. It's right mm. there. It's been right there since yep. since right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I remember we we considered Harry Potter versus uh, Edward Cullen from Twilight. And I, I, I either rented or bought like four Twilight DVDs. Maybe there weren't that many. I bought too many. <laughs> there could be. Four. And I watched it. I sat down and watched it. I do want people out there to know that every suggestion that becomes really popular, that like gets to the top, gets 100 thumbs up, mm-hmm. even if I'm like, that's awful, I'll look into it. Yeah. I, I looked into Freddie Fazbear. I don't know if we've talked about that here or not. I've been talking we about it a lot lately. Yeah. Kind of become obsessed with it, even though I've never played the game. Because I want to know that there are people out there that it's their favorite thing. Yeah, and it's reverberating or resonating. It won't go away. No. So I want to know, what is this about? So Edward Cullen from Twilight, I read the books. I read two of the books. Watched the movies. I think two of them. I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I spit out the throw up, and I decided not to do it. Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad when you made that decision. Me too. I, I like going to the Goodwill and uh, going to the book section, and there was literally uh, a six-foot <laughs> case of all Twilight books. All Twilight books. Everybody bought them. I bought them. Yep. They're not good. They're not that good. <laughs> they speak to, like, they they speak to, I don't know. They speak to someone. The 16-year-old in me. No I'm, offense, are you pointing to your developing uterus? I, I am. I'm I, too. They speak the, to my first period. The, uh, the first period. The that, first period, the the descension, descent, no, descent, testicle descent, that comes earlier. That's like six months. Um, yeah. But the uh, the loins, sure, my loins got a little bit fired up. Uh, but the truth, when Claire de Lune is played in the first uh, Twilight, which I saw at a movie theater, um, I don't know, man. I got that's a song. I got emotional. Claire de Lune is by it's that uh, piano. You've played one. it before. It's beautiful. It's I incredible. Always, I always think you're talking it's, about an actress from it's the nineties. My 90s. favorite. You're, I always think you're talking about Claire. Danes, Danes, which is different, They're very different. But every every time you say Claire de Lune, I'm like, oh yeah, she's oh yeah, right, the Brahms piece. But they did that effectively. That that brought me back to feeling like a 16 year old with loins raging, getting and, your first period. Yeah, it was all <laughs> happening all at once. Uh, I didn't know about periods when I was the age when all the girls around me were getting them. I don't think I did either. I didn't know. I my my sexual education from my parents was. About eight years too late. I remember my my dad, you know, putting his arm around me when I was like nineteen or twenty. Like, son, want to let you know there's this thing between a man and a woman. I was like, whoa. If you don't mind, I'm gonna go drive over to my girlfriend's house and have sexual intercourse with her again. Uh, and they're 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 kind people. They're just uh, I don't know. They they didn't. Yeah, you got to talk to it's kids about. Kind of difficult. I can't oh, imagine doing it. Oh, super hard. Yeah, but you know what else is everything? Yes, it's one of those things you just got to do. I was lucky. I had it. They didn't have to teach me about sex because they bought me a set of encyclopedias. That's cool. And you took the time to read them yourself. Absolutely. You were... Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I like to learn. I remember flipping through an encyclopedia, a very old one, mm. but I, I don't know. I just you know open up to um, like Nicaragua, and you're like. You can see that with the population and all that kind of facts and figures. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I couldn't get through it. No. It's, I mean, you're not going to read it cover to cover. I tried. I tried too. <laughs> I actually, I bought an encyclopedia recently to be like, I'm going to read this thing cover to cover. Yeah. I'm going to learn about Nicaragua, nicotine, 
the Knicks. Neck the Knicks. Dude starts with a K, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely the S edition of the Encyclopedia Britannica. No, I had the World Book Encyclopedia. Okay. Has a couple of bent pages. The the human sexuality. I remember it specifically uh, saying yeah. it's when a man and a woman lie very close to each other, mm-hmm. and the man places his penis within the, the woman's vagina. I look. I'm getting nervous. Yeah. Right now, talking about it. What? I don't know how that worked for a very long time. Even after I saw a vagina in a magazine, sure, I was still like unsure as it's to mystifying. There are some what the function of it was. Well, it's several fold. <laughs> um, the the I thought for sure for years that boy babies came from men. That That's dads incredible. dads made boy babies. I might. I don't know what I've talked about. And what I haven't. So if I ever repeat myself, you know, forgive me, everybody. No, I haven't heard this. I've never heard this before. And any boy babies came from dads, yeah. out of their belly button. What's wow? And girl babies came from women. That was like we re- reproduced ourselves. It made total sense to me for years. Yeah. And then when I when I stumbled on the encyclopedia, probably around age nine or ten, I was like, oh, this is totally different than I I thought, because there's nothing on my body that's like I didn't look ever at at my penis and be like, oh, a baby comes out of here. Yes. So the belly button seemed... I just thought it was a pee-pee machine for most of my life. The, the penis? Yeah. But what the belly button, I was like, what is this? Nobody ever told me what that is. Yeah. When I found out it was, used to be connected. It was an amazing whole process. Yeah. Maybe the key is to start talking about it like way before it's an issue. You know what I mean? Did you have to watch The Miracle of Life in uh, health a movie? class? I don't remember. So when you see a... Uh, uh, birth you see it see it don't remember that think yeah. i would have remembered that, that was... i have seen some some birth videos yeah and i remember them all <laughs> it is that one sticks Whew. with you ah yeah it's it's simultaneously so beautiful and so messy yes yeah Lotta. definitely need to throw a tarp down it's yeah you're uh, gonna want to cover the furniture on that one yeah I, I couldn't believe it when i saw it but that's when it finally clicked i had to actually see a a birth happened to to know you got it what what functioned and how it functioned and then every just all at once all the pieces were coming together but can you connect that like having never seen one in person or been a part of one with my partner yeah. to imagine that happening to the you know the woman body that you know mm-hmm. like i'd be impressed if a wallet came out i'd be like wow that <laughs> as an achievement for it to be a, a human being, both in size and shape and, and just the quality and magnitude of that, it's still going to be impressive. Yeah. It is. Yeah, a, absolutely. It's a feat. Yeah. And the body just, just. Does it. Makes it. Yeah. Amazing. Honestly. Like, if, a, uh, if a pear-sized object was, was, was birthed, I would, I would give a round of applause. And, and then it grows to the size of a human and then is able to come out. It's, it is amazing. Luckily, you know, we're not like cows or giraffes. Is that lucky? I saw a giraffe birth. Really? It's so funny. I was actually just thinking about that. I, it, the giraffe plops out. Yeah. Ah, very wet. Stands up. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. And then, like, walks. Can survive. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's wobbly legs. Yeah. But, but it, a baby, human babies are such helpless little. Sure are. Feels a little bit too soon. Like, I don't want to be the one to offer. 
You mean we should gestate for longer? I believe that's the word. For I mean, I don't, I don't want to propose it. Uh, <laughs> certainly not my business. Oh, that, but it seems like when you when you look at the newborn child, right. it is very small. It's very small. Very helpless. Very helpless. Yeah. Very helpless. Yeah. But I think that's because they spend the most of the time developing the brain, developing the head. That is right. They're born real smart. Smart. Yeah. Like babies are as smart as adult cats, I think. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. My no. cats don't seem the smartest. They're hiding in here somewhere. They freak out every time we podcast. Oh. Sorry. They'll get used to it, they I think. Will, well, or they will, that's maybe cats don't adapt the same way that babies do. Babies just soak it all in and learn, become these amazing things. Speaking of adaption, uh, I saw a picture on Reddit today mm. of a chimpanzee learning how to spearfish. It, it was released from a zoo sure. back Spe- into the spear wild. Spearfishing is very close to my heart. I believe in know. Borneo. Yeah, you told me about your spearfishing yeah. experience, and I'd love to hear more. But, the, but from learning from humans, uh, it's hanging off a vine. Spearfishing. A chimpanzee. I feel like I'm watching the Planet of the Apes happen right happen in front of me. Happen before you're out, sure. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Doesn't that seem like you're, you're watching evolution? A little bit. I don't know. I'm I'm still thinking about it. Certainly if you taught, you know, one chimpanzee, if you taught 100 chimpanzees to spearfish and like 10 of them really got it and you made them have more babies than the others and they taught their chimpanzees how to spearfish and you did that for like 10 generations, you'd have some pretty advanced monkeys out there. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Pretty intense. Evolution's a real thing, man. Yeah. No. I, yes. I often, uh, I wonder sometimes if there's people who watch what I make or watch what I talk about or listen to mm-hmm. this who are on the fence about evolution. Yeah. And we we talk about this. How how do you encourage people to to think of things in a certain way versus force them to think about things in a yes. certain way? Yeah. Cause to me, evolution's not a matter of opinion or no. or upbringing. It's something that has, been, has a lot of evidence. There's a lot of evidence, but there are people out there who that evidence disagrees with some religious teachings yeah and they're a conflict and that that happens how do you i think uh, the conflict comes from perhaps the religious teachings sure because the there doesn't seem to be any conflict anywhere else in the evidence no uh so it's it, maybe the religious teachings can factor in the evidence to appeal more with their story sure because the story is still valid story is great you it's know a great story it's a great story and it's star and it's wars is a huge influence on my life yeah i love the story yeah i believe in the story yes I don't believe in the force. Yeah. I sometimes... I kind of do believe in the yeah. force. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Every time, every single time I go up to automatic doors, yeah. you know, that open automatically, <laughs> I wave my hand. I do. I do it every time. Yeah. Even if I don't do it a lot, if somebody's watching, like yeah. if nobody's watching, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I just like that illusion of I'm opening this door. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the force. I wish I've tried. As a child, I definitely like 100%. reached for a glass. I was like, just, you know, I mm-hmm. checked it out. But the force and evolution are, are very different. I just, I just wonder. We we were talking about gun control. We yes, had, we were. We, we had a very heated oh, debate man. about gun control. We had this huge conversation the other night that we wished we had been podcasting because it got. Yeah. You took a great devil's advocate stance. Yes. You did a great job of of playing the other side. Yeah. And we talked about gun control and, and what it means and, and how to talk to somebody who, all right, so I'm going to try. I'm going to try and recreate some of this. Okay. It's going to be hard. So I, I was talking about how the illusion that guns are anything to do with protecting yourself from a tyrannical government mm-hmm. is, is over. Mm-hmm. That was relevant 
back in the day mm-hmm. when like a couple of rifles could protect you and your community from some tyrannical government. And if they got beat, it would take like a week for reinforcements to get there. And that yeah. was a valid thing. Yeah. The government got out of control. You could have a couple of rifles, protect yourself, change things, mm-hmm. shake it up. That's what they did in the revolution. Mm-hmm. They had a couple of rifles, changed things, shook it up. Yeah. Nowadays, I believe that the armament you you would have to amass to yeah. be any threat to the government's military is so vast that I don't feel comfortable with my neighbors owning it. So, yes. Yeah. So, like you'd go up to all the way up to atom bomb. You'd have nope. to have an atomic bomb. Or yeah. at least like an Apache helicopter. Yeah. And if not, then one Apache helicopter would wipe out your entire little militia. Yeah. So when when people argue that it's their constitutional right to have uh, weapons with no restrictions at all from the government because they need to protect themselves from the government, that's yeah. where you lose me. I'm yeah. like, bro, you can't. You can't. I don't feel comfortable with you owning the kind of guns that you would need to actually protect yourself from the government yeah. because the government owns some Big honking guns, yeah, and 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 jets, mm-hmm. fighter jets mm-hmm. that will come in, and now creepy drones, and I I get that all that stuff is creepy, yeah, and I I I understand that that you know protecting yourself from the government is important, but I think the way to do that in this day is by voting and getting involved in politics, yes, or getting active and 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 organizing people, yes, using guns just ain't gonna ain't gonna work. Yeah, no, uh, violence doesn't seem to be the best way anymore it's not um but yeah but i still think there was the ability to not take away because but i think and also i misunderstood you as like wanting to take away uh freedom to own a firearm i want to take it away see yeah i I can't behind that but i don't because there's so many people who want to keep it right let keep your gun definitely all good you just can't you shouldn't be able to own the maximum magazine that's yeah can annihilate a field full of people to me that is the compromise of me who you know i was brought up no guns guns are bad uh i don't own a gun i'll probably never own a gun so to me the comp and i don't think anybody should own guns yeah but I respect that some people do want to own guns, want to hunt. I might want to try hunting sometime. Uh, yeah, me too. I've always wanted to hunt an animal, take its life, take responsibility for that. Yeah. Skin it, eat it, have that like I your conscious and yeah. and the experience and everything I else. I eat yeah. meat. Yeah. I want I want I think it's important to have to experience the whole thing. Yeah. Like I ended this life. I did this. This is a dead animal. Now I'm going to eat it. Yep. This is gross. <laughs> I just chewed on my own bullets. Yeah. Um, so are, I think, are we getting a signal? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, eventually we have to go to some viewer mail. Our, our, uh, camera needs a little refresher. Our, that's okay. We can, yeah. we can be open about it. But, uh, yeah. So we're, we're adding the camera element to the podcast. So right now we're gonna take a pause and we're going to switch memory cards and we're back. Uh, so we just took a little camera break, but so there might be a little jump in the edit, but yeah. here we are. So we were talking about guns. Uh, Derek, our cameraman, uh, Am I allowed to say that you're also known as what a day, Derek? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. So one of my one of my earliest friends in YouTube. One one of the first guys. Mm-hmm. One of the first guys I met. Met met really met you in Las Vegas. I'm talking to you as if you're in that lens, but he's he's right behind it. Anyway, Derek said during the break, I own a gun. And and I, I do respect that. Yeah. I do want people to own guns and to be able to own guns. Yeah. What bothers me is that the people who say they want to own guns with no restrictions. And that only bothers me because the the level of guns you could own if there were no restrictions are preposterous. Yes. You could arm yourself like the Terminator, mm-hmm. get a minigun, and 
you could destroy my community if you had the yeah. wrong kind of day. Yeah. But you couldn't destroy the government. The government would take you down if they had to escalate it to getting a, yeah. a helicopter or a missile. No. Like, you just can't. You can't win. Yeah. So you can't protect yourself from the government militarily. Mm-hmm. You could, like, make a mess. If you want to protect yourself from the government, all that time we waste arguing over whether you could protect yourself from the government or yeah. not, we could spend that time finding our common problems Absolutely. and protecting ourselves from the government. Yeah, and that, and that was the big point I was trying to convey, too, was that like, it's not about taking away or any of that kind of stuff. The whole thing is, I believe, a distraction. It is a distraction. Yeah. But both sides got to chill out. Absolutely. The, the side that wants no restrictions, like, no, we need assault rifles. Yeah. Gotta go, man. Yeah. They gotta, they, nope. Yep. You can't. You can't have them. Yep. Society voted. We said we don't feel comfortable yep. with neighbor Bob owning yep. an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. And and what what argument is there possibly to say that you should have that freedom? And it's just, just the pure philosophical idea right. of freedom. Which the uninhibited freedom is an illusion freedom you you're you're not free to do whatever you want because you can't you can't murder people you can't steal stuff yeah you you can you're free to exist within the rules of the society with complete fluid movement Mm -hmm. you can be poor you can be rich no matter how you were born Mm -hmm. it's real hard for some people but Mm -hmm. you're not legally prevented from being becoming the president of the united states Back in the day, you were legally prevented from being a king yeah. or being a landowner. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the freedom thing became a, a fabric of this country. Yes. The Second Amendment was written before the invention of tanks. Yes. So to say that the, like, the government shall impose no law restricting the right to own a weapon, it, it was before tanks. Yes. If yeah. your neighbor had a tank in the driveway... I mean, would, wouldn't that be, be weird? Cool. I mean, so Arnold, be cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger has one, I'm pretty sure. It'd be cool. I'm not going to lie. There are some there's some cool things about guns. And I've, I've fired a gun later in life. Uh, it's how I got this scar on my nose. I have one. T- I don't have a scar, but I got hit the same way. Yeah. By, right by the sight. Cause... You don't want an idiot like me being own, able to no. own a machine gun. Because no. even though I don't want to hurt anybody, I'm obviously a fool with weapons. Yes. And I hurt my own face. <laughs> and I might accidentally hurt somebody else's whole face. Yeah. And uh, I just, yeah, we got to stop arguing about things that just aren't even real. Yeah. That aren't even, we don't even disagree here. It's just, there's people getting you fired up. There's people getting me fired up. Well, and whole, I'm, I'm saying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The representative. Absolutely. You. I think that plus our whole conversation stemmed from the measles thing. The, the oh, vac- the vaccine. The, the vaccine. You want to talk about uh, this? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you would like to. Let's get into if it. If you want to get this, the, the political Nice Peter podcast yeah, right now. this is the one. Um, but. Uh, stemmed from that and it also but it stemmed and that stemmed from you checking out reddit or something like that or being right. fired up on the news and i i get fired up on the news all the time and uh so does my mom my mom and i will have conversations about the news getting right. fired up again i feel like bigger distraction vaccine is very important but when you start getting like angry about the person right. who isn't respecting what you believe yeah then it's like okay i, I appreciate that but Anger makes it so hard to get Keep along. Keep on popping it up. Yeah. You go on the news now, like you, it makes it seem like everyone's not getting vaccinated. Right. And there's a swarm coming of disease. Right. It's just not the case. Right. So you know, it's like pump the brakes, look around, realize like your life is incredibly good. Yeah. And it's going to remain to be yeah. for the most part. Uh, so just keep trudging forward and uh, 
you know, let people know that you should get vaccinated and believe in your heart you should get vaccinated right. or whatever, or own a firearm or not a firearm, firearm, but, but, but teach, the alarm bells. Sure. Yeah. Teach, teach people why things are important instead of yelling at them and being like, you idiot, this is important. Yeah. No, they, they, they love to separate people in, in the news. They love to get people fired up yeah. and, and, and the, divide. It's like, it's like the one by one, uh, when I guess maybe that's just time, but the gay marriage and now, now it's in Alabama. Everyone's talking about Alabama, and now there's and no Alabama just legalized gay exactly, marriage, right? and but some judges aren't doing it, or some courts aren't doing right. it, and that's important. I don't know, but it just seems like there's more important things. There are more important, things. and they just things. keep on popping up. Like get let like let them get married. Just like let's just move. Yeah, let's along. just let's move on. Let's let's worry about like like hunger, yeah, and lack of education and yeah. things that like man, you meet some dudes, and that man. Loves men. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. You can tell it from across the room. Yeah. You can feel it. You talk to him. You're like, you are, that is a part of who you are. Yeah. You, the, the beautiful gayness inside you is so evident. Yeah. It's so, it's such a lovely thing. Yeah. Why like, would you not want to be yourself? Why, why would why you? Why should anyone stop you? And why would you want that person to not be able to, to be able to visit their, their chosen partner in the mm-hmm. hospital? be able to execute a will, all that kind of stuff that comes with marriage. I don't know, man. Because people, they just, they, they get scared. They get freaked out. They get, but I don't understand what they're scared or freaked out about because it's, it's just a different, it's a different thing. Uh, you know, if I had to look back at my own upbringing and like hanging out with the, the people I did growing up to be, uh, to be uh, questioned of your sexuality sure. was always a put down, and right. that that thing has as per you know per uh, continued to go on, and uh, I think that's still and in some places it's still real very rooted, and if you don't ever meet anyone who's openly gay and okay right. with it, right. then that still remains to be a put down. But once you start meeting people who are gay and they're incredible and they're people and there's nothing to be that's wrong about no. it, then it's like your your eyes open and the put down goes away and then then you move to cities and warm people it's okay right, and right, the right. whole thing goes on and on but I, I don't know I guess it's just the communities that uh, will forever keep it uh, a negative thing all the, all these issues I feel like guns gay people getting married abortion mm-hmm. all these things are things that they're both they're difficult for both people on both sides we gotta come to some kind of agreement like, I, we talked about abortion the other night. I can't believe we're talking about abortion on this podcast. Hey, had to happen sometime. This, I mean, is what, this is what I said the other night, that nobody on either side of the abortion question is like, let's have tons of abortions. Nobody, the, the concept of pro anything. Yeah. We're all anti-abortion. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is like, yeah. but, but people get into a place in their life where they need to make choices and they're often statistically going to make that choice whether it's legal or not. Mm-hmm. They're often going to make it like abortion's been around since before it was ever a law or not a law. People just do it and it's unsafe. It hurts people. Before we figured out, we had to wash our hands before handling another person at exactly. a hospital. Yeah, they were that, still abortions. Going, yeah, it's to, the question is not whether abortion is wrong or bad or yeah. not wrong or not wrong. Yeah. I'd say everyone agrees that it's tragic. Yes. Everyone agrees that, that it's negative. Yeah. It's not what that person probably wanted. Yeah. I don't think anyone gets into a sexual encounter thinking, this will help me get an abortion. 
<laughs> no one goes it that way. Yeah, yeah. Let's so both sides of this supposed argument that go just fight constantly and divide us politically and and all this stuff. Why don't we just? Why can't we both agree that we don't want abortions to happen? That's what we have in common. Yes. You start you, from there. You want that? You want it to be illegal. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a less desperate safe. I yeah. I just want it to be safe. Yeah. And I want to it have it not be something people need to do. Mm-hmm. So why can't we work to? I mean, I know why we can't work together because people keep getting us fired up. Yeah. Well, because once you're like, okay, you made a good point. And someone's like, but I want my four to eight, eight guns with bombs. And right. Like what? Who? God damn it! It keeps on just you keep on hearing things like you just there's more things to pay attention to that don't really matter. They just keep on popping up. And popping angry, up. angry people are so loud. They are. They're the loudest. And they're also fascinating. Like, yeah, it's so much more interesting. If I was angry on this podcast, I think it would probably be more interesting in a certain way. If Absolutely. I was always yelling at you yeah. and always yelling at you out there, like this is terrible. <laughs> All these people and their abortion guns. This, like, even, I feel how interesting that is. It's yeah. just interesting to watch people yell, but it's not effective. No, and it's just it just doesn't do anything any good. You think abortion should be illegal? We, as the people of the United States. We we voted that that's not the case. Yeah. Well, the, our our uh, judges have decided that's based on our their go- evidence. Our society is yeah. built around this system. Yeah. The judges decided it. Yeah. Is a step of progress. Let's not go backwards. Yeah. Let's work forward. And be like, all right, how do we reduce the need for abortion? Yeah. That's our common goal. Then it's all this wasted time fighting something that we've already decided as a society to do. Mm-hmm. That. I know there's some people that wish it hadn't turned out that way. Yeah. And I respect them. But it did. Let's not go backwards. Yeah. We decided to integrate schools. I know. I, were, I was going to bring it back to that. There were that's people a, who didn't want it. That's the line right there. You can't go backwards. That's the line. What do you mean? Like, I, that is a big, the big part of the split is the South-North Civil War line. Not, not saying the South-North is still split like that, but there's still some people hanging out, living in the past. And I think it had a lot to do with that point in time. Wow. Are you, saying still... the, are, you, are you saying the abortion argument has to do with the Civil War? Kind of. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. That's I deep. mean, very indirectly, but it's still on that line. I just Mason Dixon. So. I just wonder if we can't start shifting from things we disagree upon yeah. to things we all agree upon. Yeah. And how do we do it? How do we reduce abortions? Yeah. How do we... I don't know what you do with guns. I don't know. I, I, what, what's the rational argument for someone that thinks you should be able to own a machine gun in your house? Uh, again, I feel like it's just like the loud person who talks a lot. They probably don't even really want the machine gun. They probably can't even afford the machine gun. <laughs> you know, it's just the con- they want to have their concept intact. They don't want you telling me telling you you can't what own a I can gun. and cannot do. And I I respect that. Yeah, but it's it's a device. And uh, it's not really helping you. I, I got a feeling your life isn't like spectacular. You know what I mean? Like if you're. If you want to own a machine gun, you're saying you have a terrible life? Yeah, yeah kind of. All right. You know? Yeah, I, I firmly stand by that. If you want to own a machine gun, things aren't going super well for you. you, you Unless you're it, FPS Russia. You heard it here first. Yeah. FPS Russia bothers me. Yeah, no, that's some serious stuff. It's some serious stuff. And yeah. I, he he bothers me. I'll go ahead and say it. No. I think he make he's good at YouTube videos. I haven't seen one of his videos in a long time. I, I don't know if he's alive. 
I even enjoy, like, I hate to say it, but I enjoy watching his YouTube videos. They're, they're good. Yes. But they, they, they say something really dangerous. There's very little, like the Mythbusters take way more caution and do a very good job of saying, hey, this is, we're professionals. They make mm-hmm. it very obvious they're professionals. They wear goggles. They stand behind safe walls. Mm-hmm. This is just a dude in a field firing off big guns. Yeah. It's not cool. <laughs> People get hurt. One of his guys got shot. Like he got yeah. hurt one time. Like yeah. it's, it's not okay. It's, it's, it's socially irresponsible when you have millions of people watching you. You need to up your game. It is the core element of America, though. It is the the drive to move west, to move to open pastures, so that you can blow something up. You know? Who got executed? executed. Someone was executed? The guy who got, that manager guy that was related to FPS Russia, who got killed, it was like execution style. Tied up. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. No, it makes you wonder, like, so where are you getting your firearms? Yeah. You know? Um, there was a drone on FPS Russia that really freaked me out. We talked about drones last time a little bit. Yeah. It was the, an armed drone. Yeah. Like a little one. Okay. Now, this is, this is the thing about the weapon argument. This sounds crazy. This gets into Terminator land, but like, come on. The rise of the machines, the singularity. I don't know if it's going to happen or it's not going to happen, but it's in the back of my mind. Elon Musk said in a tweet that it is the, the AI that's coming out right now is terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, that's weird. He like used the words like fear and, and terror, I believe. That's very and, strange. And he's he's up there and he's he's like you know guiding us towards the future, and he's seeing the stuff and he's like that's spooky, and um, I don't know. Uh, except someone made a really good point that you have to program this uh this robot to uh, have the desire, have like the selfish desire of humans to to constantly like procreate and have that that instinct for survival you have to program it for a survival instinct you you have to program it to want to win yes which i'm i don't know how hard that is to do but it, it there's like that one check and kind of like how we got through the cold war or we almost didn't get through the cold war did you ever hear the story about the submarine i've heard a lot of stories about the cold war oh, how close man. it got yeah it, it got came pretty off close. and down to one dude there was a dude in russia that got the order to fire nuclear weapons. Yeah. And he said, this can't be right. I can't do this. Yeah. I ended up getting yeah. fired. Mm-hmm. But then it ended up, oh, no, 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 that was totally a glitch. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that stuff is terrifying. Yeah. I th- oh, my cat wants to be on the show. Excuse me. Come here. Yeah, it's, uh, the, 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 we can't get close. We can't get closer than that. Oh, my God, that's so adorable. So if you're, if you're, you just, purr? you're just listening right now, the cat is right up to the microphone. I'm going to see if I can get him to purr. He's getting his belly rubbed. He might start sneezing. He sneezed a little bit. Did he, uh, he blew boogers on you one time, right? He did a snot shot right on my shoulder. Which is amazing. Yeah. It was really good accuracy. I was playing video games. I kind of deserved it. I was being a jerk while playing video games. And he snotted. He knew. I think the cats have the force. What do you, the force? The force. They use the force. I think they're able to access it. If the force is real, and sometimes I really want to believe that it is. Sure. Cats have it. I disagree. Like they can manipulate time and space. Yeah, they can. But I, sure I, love, can. I love your sense of imagination. <laughs> I uh, I think if you want to protect us from drones... Yes, that's what I was trying to go that's for. That's great. You should join the armed services and become great at it. Uh, they have the drones. Yeah, but if you become a general who feels in his heart that this stuff is dangerous and we need to be prepared, that's how you do it. You aspire. 
You don't just own. But there was. There's some guys in this world that are meant to be generals. Sure. And there's some guys in this world that are meant to do nice Peter podcasts. <laughs> right. But they, the, the the yeah, it's. I I am not doing the joint the armed services. You know, like I'm. Um, I thought about it. I think I wanted to be Did a navy. Really? I wanted to be a navy man when I was uh, eighteen. I didn't want to go to college. I fought my parents about it. You almost uh, joined the navy. Yeah, I mean, the almost is a, not the right word. Sure, you I thought about it one I day. Thought about it. I was, I was researching it. I was thinking about what the options were. I was looking at the national guard, all the different kind of options because it appealed to me. That's how I, th- I think that's how you responsibly handle your interest in protecting us. Mm-hmm. If you, if you really want to protect society, not just yourself, but society, you go into the military and you do great at it. No. I got a, I got a ton of respect for military dudes. Same here. It takes a lot of balls. It takes a lot of balls. It just takes a lot. Of, it just it's a real thing. I just wish you know what I wish I'd love to see uh, a vote, a military vote. The military, the, all the soldiers get to vote whether or not they're gonna proclaim war or go into war. That's interesting. Uh, at least as a factor, not necessarily the end end and be all sure. of the decision. Because right now Congress has that decision. Right. The, but the, I'd love to see the Congress go. Yeah, we're going, and they're all like, nope, we're not. Yeah, that gets dangerous. I mean, that 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 kind of takes you down. The guys on the front line, I think they should get a, I, a say in it. Look, I agree yeah. that in an ideal world they they would and they would be cared for more. But that kind of, you know, you you divide people. There's there's people who make political decisions and there's people who handle the actual military output. Yeah. I'm so fundamentally opposed to war that it's it's the one thing. We also had a discussion about absolutes. I don't like believing in absolutes, sure. but I absolutely think war is there's just a better way out there, and we're working towards it. But all the war that we've been involved with for the past in the in the 20th century is just nonsense. But not all. I'm sorry. 20th century. I know that doesn't include World War II, and that was a little bit more of a. We're in the 21st century now. Yeah, right? but. Even the twentieth, like Vietnam, sure, etc. So, uh, I'm talking about some heavy stuff. I know, man. man. So, but the military vote—it's it's an idea. Maybe someone's thought of it. Maybe someone hasn't thought of it. Maybe it makes no sense, and I'm a fool. But I, I don't know. I feel like you should get a vote if you're if you're one the one who's going to you do get put in your life. You get to vote for the Congress. You get to vote for the president. You get to vote for your state senate. You get to vote like you do get to vote. You can't get a special vote. Because on a certain decision, I, in in my ideal society, firefighters don't get to vote on whether they go fight a fire or not. They become firefighters. Firefighters aren't killing people. No, they're saving people, which but, is in theory what the military is also doing. Yes, they're they're they're, they're protecting the people. It's very theoretical. It is unfortunate that on some sometimes the military gets used for ulterior motives yes but that's where your vote comes in that's you you elect the people that make those choices or you, I, you don't we have a lot of you know sorry we're disillusioned and discouraged about our our politicians now yes we are it might be a turning point coming up we might start i hope so it would Barack be awesome. obama was supposed to be that turning point yeah that was a bummer it wasn't a total bummer not a total bummer but there when was it's a all, lot to be bummed it, about when it's all over i think there'll be some good things that, yeah. that he left behind it's hard man I know I can imagine it's not easy. Uh, I'm not saying being president is anything like making the epic rap battles of history. <laughs> but no matter what I do, no matter what I choose, no matter what suggestion we choose to go with and how we do it, we're disappointing people. Yes, but... Yeah, I'm I know. just okay, saying yeah. that <laughs> when, when you're running a big thing, 
you're always going to let some people down. The point is, is it always, are you always trying your best? Are you always trying to go somewhere? Yeah. And I think when Barack Obama's done, as much hate as even people who voted for him might have, they're going to walk away and be like, you know what? We're not in a worse place. Yeah, I think we're in a bit of a better place. And 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 internationally, there's a there's a new respect for the United States. The United States is cool again. It got a little weird for a while. Yeah. In the George W. Bush era. Yeah. Got got a little weird on both sides. It divided us. That seems almost unanimously weird. A lot of people who I know who are fundamentally uh, pro George are like, yeah. That might not have been great. Yeah. It happened. That's good. But I like that because I can appreciate. I was so pro Obama, and it's never perfect, things, man. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. perfect. They they present themselves. That's the thing is, you know what these guys are now is they're perfect at running for president. That's what that's what's unfortunate about yes. the, the way it is now. That the guy who becomes president of the United States, he's the best person in the country at running for president of the United States. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily the best person at being president of the United States because the guy who's sitting there who might be the best person probably looks a little weird. Probably doesn't have a perfect smile, perfect skin, looks great on TV, great at shaking hands, knows all the people, knows how to raise money. He just knows how to be president. Yeah. And those are two different things. Running for president, being president, they're two different jobs. Yeah. One is is like a big old networking event, mm-hmm. and one is is not. I was yeah. lucky. I'm terrible at networking. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I never would have gotten to be able to make videos the way I'm doing now. If I had to get there the traditional ways, yeah. I got lucky. I met some people who like helped me. And so, yeah, the, the best president in the world is probably sitting somewhere in a town and he'll never become president. No. Because he's no good at running for president. Rick Grimes. For president? Yeah, we need a Rick Grimes. I got to tell you something. Andrew Lincoln, the actor who played Rick Grimes. Mm-hmm. I did an interview with a man named Eric Nagel. Mm-hmm. He's a, a producer of the Opie, what used to be the Opie and Anthony show. Okay. So he's a dude in radio, been in radio for a long time. He started his own show. And uh, he called me for an interview. He said he had Andrew Lincoln on his on his radio show, and he asked him about the rap battle. He asked him about Rick Grimes versus Walter White. He asked him if he had seen it. Andrew Lincoln said yes, he had seen it. He asked him if he liked it. He said I did a good job, <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't believe it, man. That's awesome. Then he went on to say he he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on as a guest. Stop. I'm, are you ready? For, Stop this is right the truth, now. bro. This is the truth. Let's get angry to up the energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm so energized by All this. All right. So Neil deGrasse Tyson was on the show. He said, have you seen the rap battle? He said, yes, I have. All right. That's the first thing that made me little poop, little poop in the pants. Then he goes, what did you think? He said, well, first of all, I thought I should have won, which I think in some ways, I think he did win. I think <laughs> he we, totally won. I thought, I thought. It's I, okay. I thought we did it. We wrote it in a way yeah. where like, everybody can win, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable even it being a question whether or not I beat Weird Al. Yes. When I was writing the rap battle, I was like, I have to take a little bit of a WWE dive. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta go down a little bit because I don't even want, I don't want this to even be a question. No. It's not. It's not a question. I don't even want it to be a question because I was, you know, we were writing both parts. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I could have written it so like I looked way good and Weird Al looked kind of clunky. Yeah. That's not how, <laughs> No, I didn't feel comfortable with it's that. It's not how you make your guests feel. It's not how you make your guests feel. Yeah. I learned a very important thing. You make a guest look better than he even does in real life. And mm-hmm. when you're looking at Weird Al, that's really hard. So we worked tirelessly yeah. to, to make sure that Weird Al looked as great as he deserves to, as yeah. he does, as he should. Yeah. So I had to take a dive. But I couldn't let the rap battle take a dive. So we decided to bring Neil deGrasse Tyson in. That was our way of doing it. It wasn't too much of a dive. 
My 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 favorite still my favorite part is the uh Bill the Bill Knight the opener phase? the turning phase. Oh, thanks, oh man. it's so good. Thanks, man. Yeah. I got a I got a little bit of hate for the Bill Knight performance. Uh, whatever. I think but I think even he said something on Twitter about Yeah. He was very happy with I it. I hope I hope everybody realizes that it's more than just Bill Nye. It's it's Isaac Newton <laughs> and weird played by Weird Al. Yeah. It can't really be that much of a contest. It's kinda like the Bieber Beethoven thing. Yes. I'm not saying Bill Nye is Justin Bieber. But it's obvious going into it. Bill Nye, Isaac Newton, there's a clear winner coming in. Yeah. So how did we handle that? We were like, all right, we'll spin it. We'll bring Neil deGrasse Tyson in. There's a, there's a, a challenge to Isaac Newton. Yeah. You know? So Neil deGrasse Tyson said he saw it. He should have won. And then he said, I don't understand why they didn't just ask me. Stop. I, that's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. I'm hearing it third person. This is hearsay. <sighs> but that's what I hear the word on the street is about Neil deGrasse's. Neil deGrasse Tyson's opinion of the rap battle is that we could have called him. Now, my response was we couldn't have called him because we called Charlie Tuna and he was perfect for it. Yeah, no, yeah. Get, he no looks regrets like there. none. No. He's, and that follows more closely with the tradition of the rap battles is you get a rapper who can bring to life this person that you love. Yeah, well, it would have been a real bummer if Neil couldn't rap. Yeah, that would have been awkward. Yeah. There's, there's, there, I'm not going to lie, there's an uh, inherent... Uh, prejudice in me that rose instantly yeah. that was like well he's, he's a black man of course he can rap yes but that is not true no no you know i feel like the science part of it is uh... the scientist and the black man kind of cancel each other out and we're starting from scratch he's just a dude we got to find out whether he can rap or yeah. not so uh i don't know but i know he's great and i know the fact that he that he there's a hair in my face where is it huh all right oh <laughs> still there <laughs> That's so weird. You ever had a hair like you, know, I felt one of you my could see, eyebrow, but I don't think I think it's gone. Can't get rid of it. It's like when you get a hair on your tongue and it's like. So I think we're wrapping to our next thirty-minute thing. If you don't Is this going this break. long? Yeah, and uh, I think we removed the hair. We're, we we got rid of the hair. Great. We're back. Took another short break yeah. to change the the camera. So Neil deGrasse Tyson saw the rap battle, um, and you know, during the interview, he was asking me. I I was really shocked. I was. Exp- reacting just like you were like oh man oh i can't and he asked me he's like why why is it so hard for you to accept these compliments and accept that people it's not hard mm-hmm. i accept it. it makes me really happy but it's just i'm never gonna stop getting excited about it yeah i'm never gonna get not excited that somebody like neil degrasse tyson saw a piece of work that we made and yeah. enjoyed it every day if that's not the coolest thing in my life then I become jaded. I become yeah disconnected from from the gratitude I want to uh, live. It's, it's so hard though to some or easy to become disconnected. I, don't I know, know about you. But you it, take it for granted. It, you do. You, you if if I wasn't careful, I could get to the point where we're like, what do you mean Neil deGrasse Tyson didn't see it? Doesn't you know this is the epic rap battles of history and we chose him? What an honor for him! You'd you know? be the worst. It'd be the worst. <laughs> be, be awful. The worst. But that's 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 where it could go. Yeah. And I feel like if I don't hang on very tightly to the fact that I am lucky, that yeah. this is awesome, that this is a, a duty to make these as well as possible because they can be. Because mm-hmm. I got the money I need to do it. Yeah. I got the people I need to do it. Yeah. Anything else, I'd just be a dick. <laughs> and I don't want to be a dick. So it's like I have, to, I have to be excited about the fact that Neil deGrasse Tyson saw it. Yeah. And the, Rick, what Grimes, an honor. Rick Grimes changed my life. Mm-hmm. Taught me how to be a man. Yes, he did. I was 34 years old when I started watching Walking Dead. Yep. I had no idea how to be man. I, was, I still thought babies came from dads. <laughs> I was still really confused. And I watched that show. And I learned about what manhood really is. Yeah. 
Yeah, he really what, is. What the, leadership really is. Yes, he's an ideal leader. Being firm, looking people in the eye, standing on your principles, not not compromising, even when it even when it means people don't like you. Mm-hmm. You know, just which I'm still learning how to do. We all are. I sent the meanest text out last night. Oh, I had oh. to stand on a principle, and I went overboard. Mm-hmm. And I immediately apologized. I did everything I wasn't supposed to do. I got too firm, and then was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to be more assertive. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Do, do you, uh, are, aren't you kind of happy being the age you are now? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Don't, isn't it great? Yeah, if there's anybody out there who gets worried about getting older, it's awesome. Be. It's awesome. Life continues to get better. Yeah. There's nothing about being older that's bad. No. I, I had had a thought today, uh, like, because I hung out with an 18-year-old dude today. Who sure. Makes rap battle yeah, the guy uh, who made the Zeus versus the Zeus Thor, Thor. beat. He's a, his name's a Pestra, talented young man. Yes. Did not realize he was 18 as I was sure. having lunch with him. I didn't either. Him. He looks just like me, uh, except younger. And I was like, that's so cool you're 18, but I like I want to show him things. Right. I'm like, oh, man, dude, you, there's so many things you got to learn about, like, working in, in L.A. and yeah. living in L.A. And, and not being an idiot. Yeah. I love not being an idiot. Yeah. And when I look back at 25-year-old me, I was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what? But you can't, you can't force that. I don't know. You meet certain young people who are like, that dude, forest fire. Yes. That dude's young. Yes. That guy's got his stuff together. He's just not an idiot. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Me neither. But he, he's the guy, yeah, Zeus versus Thor, he's the guy who animated it. He did all the Lego animations. Mm-hmm. Him and a team that he runs of dudes. Yeah. I don't know how he does that. I couldn't run around a track. That's a terrible joke. But <laughs> You couldn't run a Girl Scout troop. I couldn't run a Girl Scout troop, yes. Right. Well, that well, would they, be yeah, they, inherently creepy. But yes. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for a metaphor, too. But, yeah, I, I know that I was an idiot as a younger person. I'm, and I love being older because I just keep learning things. Yeah. Making mistakes, learning from mm-hmm. them. Luckily, I haven't made any of the, like, get me in prison, get me in jail mistakes. Yeah. Well, you've made them. You just haven't made the mistake of going to jail. Right. Right. Uh, and I feel like the failures now are like uh, such a more of a breeze. It's like, I'll fail. Yeah. I'll f- uh, you want me to fail right now? I'll fail right now. Sure. Yeah. Because you not- know that every failure is a lesson. Yes. Before, failure felt like... Terrifying. That was it. Yeah. Life's over. You, me- you messed up. In a relationship, in a personal relationship, failure feels like it's going to be the worst. You have these moments and you're dating someone and something goes wrong and you're like, my whole life is over. I can't, I can't live without you. Oh. Yeah. And then like, uh, like a couple days later, you're like, oh, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't need to freak out that much because even if that didn't go okay, I'm still okay. So yeah, next time I'm not going to freak out that much. Mm-hmm. Next time I'm dating someone and we get into a big fight. Okay. You know, you're, you're really upset. That's all right. If that means you need to end this relationship, I will live and I will survive. Yeah. But in the meantime, it might, need, it might just mean I need to stay calm, let you freak out, mm-hmm. be a safe place. You can't damage a rock. Yeah. If I come at you like a flimsy piece of paper. Yeah, it's, no one wants that. Nobody wants that. No. Sometimes I think people are just testing to see if somebody can, can deal with stuff. Yes. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. You know, well, but, maybe you should wait till real stuff happens and see if they can deal with it. I was, I counted on my ability to deal with real problems. Mm-hmm. Like, dog starts having a seizure, I'm on it, calm. Yeah. I'm not going to freak out. Yeah. I'm going to jump into action. But like this imaginary weird thing that's going on where you're mad about nothing. I don't know how to deal with this. Yes. Now I do. The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, that's a interesting point to go to. I want to show you something. This was given to me by, where is it? 
So this was is not is recommended to me. I met speaking of meeting people that are unbelievable. I met a man named Terrence Winter. Mm-hmm. So he's the uh, the creator of Boardwalk Empire mm-hmm. television show. Yeah, that's what we watched to f- to form Al Capone for the rap battle. Oh, that's cool. We 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 base it around the way they explored Al Capone. So it was a integral part of our research. Amazing, yeah. amazing show. He also was the head writer of Sopranos for wow. six six or seven years from season two onwards. Wow. He that show changed television forever. Yes, it, it did. put that that like edgy you know long running storyline. You know, middle fingers up to the advertisers because we're on HBO. We do what we want. Mm-hmm. We, you know, if the, this guy's going to strangle somebody in an episode, that's what he's going to do. That's what the story calls for. We don't care how many people out there are upset about it. Yeah. We're telling our story. People buy it. We keep making it. Mm-hmm. So that dude, I met him. He's a Rap Battles fan. That's pretty incredible. Just more poop in my pants. <laughs> it's been inspiring. Every he, he, he specifically complimented the writing. Like he talked about the Einstein versus Hawking battle and the writing in it. Yeah. And I just, it's like, I, I'm going to write him an email and be like, this is like Anthony Bourdain leaning over and being like, hey man, you should try the oysters. That's what it was like <laughs> to have him tell me I should check out this script. Yeah. So this is a television show from like the 1960s called Meeting of Minds. I don't know if you can see this on the camera and I'll just tell you if you're. So I'm not sure when exactly, 1976, 1977. So this is. This is the rap battles before the rap battles ever existed. Mm-hmm. What it is, it's a bunch of famous people from all different times. And instead of having a rap battle, they're sitting down and having dinner. And he told me to check this out. And now does it exist in uh, uh, TV, and in a film? I had the hardest time finding any real copy of it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm holding up, if you're just listening, is just a, a, a book version of all the scripts. Yes. I don't, there's no DVD box set. Gotcha. It's like kind of hard to find. There's a couple of YouTube videos out there, but they're all grainy and weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I'm gonna d- just uh, I'm gonna obsess over this. I'm gonna read every word and learn why this person who writes at this level took the time out of his day to send me an email saying you should check this out. Yeah, I'm absolutely gonna check that out. If yeah. Anthony Bourdain tells you to check out the oysters, you get the oysters. You get the oysters, even if you don't like oysters. You eat them mm-hmm. and you go, okay, well, I didn't like those, but I know now. And if you don't, you're 25 years old. <laughs> you're me, and you're an idiot. So I'm I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn why this 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 man who writes these things that I admire so much yeah. thinks I should read this. And that that's all. That's really cool. That's wanna, a good point of inspiration. I want to show you one other thing. Maybe maybe to close us out. Yeah. Tonight. Cool. Today. This is a piece of viewer mail. So I, we're we're gonna start a tradition here on the tradition here on the podcast of yep. opening a piece of viewer mail. Yes. Should we sing the song? Do we play the song? Um, we can, uh, what do you want to do? Let's insert the song. People, okay. I like the song. Okay, great. So here we go. Let's dance to it. Second verse. Okay, so this came to me from Eve Tate Creations in Kyle, Texas, and the guy's name is Jerry Rutherford. Mm-hmm. Derek, you're from Texas, right? Beautiful people in Texas. We did not get to go to Texas on our tour last summer. No. We're going to try real hard to get to Texas this Yes. Time. It's a big, beautiful state. A big, beautiful state for big, beautiful people. Yeah. I've only been to Houston and Dallas, and I want to see more. There's, I mean, even Houston and Dallas, there's just, there's a spirit there. Mm-hmm. There's no, nobody just lies down and takes it in Texas. Nope. They stand up for something. Yeah. No matter what it is, whether you agree with it or not, there's opinions. Yeah. There's gumption. Yeah. There's strength. It's just something to the people. Yeah. You just can't. I don't think you can get away with being a bullshitter in Texas. No. 
I even said Ted. Derek, what do you think? What Derek's you think? from Texas. No. No. You just can't. Can't do it. Somebody shoots you in your butt. <laughs> so this came, and I have opened this already, so this isn't a surprise, but I just want to show you this. I don't know if I showed this to you. Oh, uh, yes. I did see this. So this is a this makes me sad. A painting that this man made. Now, if you're, if you're on the camera, I'll just I'll hold it up. I hope it stays in focus. So if you're just listening, this is a, a picture of Charlie, who's my dog that, that passed away. Yeah. And when, you know, Dante and I lived together, Charlie was in our home. Mm. I'm getting a little choked up talking about it. Yeah. And it says, I was thinking of you. And it's just a picture of Charlie with a very sad face. And it's this like kind of, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's a painting or a carving or what it is, but it's in a frame. It's beautiful. It's beautifully made. And uh, uh, just, yeah. It says on the back, I feel your loss. I guess Charlie just wanted to make me feel, make you feel better. And it does. There's a yeah. there's a sadness to it, there's a beauty to it, but I want to talk about Charlie the dog for a moment, please. He passed away while I was out of the country. Yeah, that was probably the hardest thing I haven't even really been able to face or deal with yet. I was on tour, I was even I was on the vacation portion of my tour, so I'd done the work. Now I was just enjoying myself, and there were you know there was a woman here taking care of him that worked for me. She was taking good care of him, but. He was a sick old dog. He had seizures for months. He ended up getting real sick. So we were in Amsterdam. Right after the night of the show in Amsterdam, I got this call. Charlie's having seizure after seizure after seizure. I don't know what to do. So he went to a hospital, ended up really getting sick. They put him on all these tests or whatever. He was really sad. I was dealing with all this from a telephone, not to feel bad for me. It was like so powerless, so like helpless. And this was like a week before... All I was thinking about was I can't wait to get home and just hold my dog. Yeah. I've been away from him for so long. He's such a little sweetheart. So to find out that there, he's at the hospital and the hospital starts calling me and saying, hey, we really think it's time to put him to sleep. And to be like six days away from, from being home, not knowing how to, how to deal with that. And then I also, you know, I had an, an, an ex-girlfriend who was, was close to the dog. Mm-hmm by the end of our relationship, was really close to the dog. And she had told me, you know, I want to see Charlie. If anything happens to him, you know, please let me know. And we hadn't been communicating that much. but So here's this moment all at once, middle of the night in Amsterdam, after this big show, I get this phone call, Charlie might be dying. Then do I, do I call my ex-girlfriend and be like, yo, Charlie might be dying. Yeah. So it got really intense. It was really confusing. I hadn't had any sleep. I didn't know what to do. I have to decide over the phone. Uh, what to do with the life of this little dog. Yeah. Where is it selfish of me? No, keep him alive for six days. I want to hold him. I want to be there. Yeah. Called her, you know, didn't, we never really even communicated directly, but as it, as it ended up happening, she went to the hospital. The girl who worked for me went to the hospital. They both held him as he died. So he wasn't alone. I just didn't get to be there. Yeah. I need to accept it, move on. You know, it's it's some ways, you know, I think like, you know, it's a dog. It's not. But at the same time, very special dog. First first pet I ever had. Mm-hmm. So what did I want to say about that? Oh, I just want to show you the piece of viewer mail. Yeah. Well, and all the feelings is something like this. This this conjures up a lot more feelings than just a dog. It's a yeah. relationship. It's a, you know, a girl who doesn't work with me anymore. It's yeah. it's a, a chapter of my life kind of ended that night. Yeah. And I wasn't there. It's very weird. But yeah. I, I like seeing this and... And being able to kind of explore the hurt around it, deal with it, process it, be like, you know what? I think Charlie got a good stroke of luck 
coming into our lives. His life was awesome when he was here. When we got him, he was in a cage. Yeah. Nobody wanted him. It was like this desperate situation of Facebook posts being like, does anyone want to take care of this old dog? Oh. So immediately, you know, he came into our life. It was like the greatest thing in the world. He was a superstar around here. Yeah. He became relatively internet famous. Yeah. He had songs written about him. He had people yeah. writing, making paintings of him, pictures of him, loving him. He was inspiring people in, yeah. in certain ways. Inspired me to become less like needy and clingy in my relationship because mm-hmm. I could always just need and cling my dog. Yeah. That he didn't mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey man, I need you to just stay there and let me hug you and don't say anything. <laughs> I had a hard day. That yeah. was no problem. It made me less codependent in my relationship. It helped me grow. Yeah. Because I could be totally, you could be codependent with a dog. Yeah. That's kind of the nature of the relationship. That is the relationship. That is the relationship. Yeah. They need you for food. You need them for Love like and all the amusement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look and be like, hey man, do I look okay in this? And he's like, Woof. you know, <laughs> all right, great, thanks. So it helped me grow that relationship. I think he was happy. At the end, I think he was suffering. Yeah. No, but that many seizures in a row sounds it's like it's tough. And yeah. the fact that he was able to pass on, pass this life in the arms of people who cared about him, whether I was there or not. Yeah. I think everybody came away from that experience being like, we tried our best. Yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I, it's, it is what it is. And, uh, no We're all going to die someday. Sure are. But in the meantime, we should listen to podcasts. We should listen to music. We should watch videos and, and try our best to have a, a nice week. Yeah, absolutely. So on that incredibly uplifting <laughs> note, we'll see you next time. Charles. Charles, you can do anything. I know I've seen it. I know I mean it, Charles. You can do anything. What oh, Charles? You can do anything. What oh, Charles? You can do anything. Charles. Charles